Today we're doing an early mock draft. It's early on a Sunday morning, but I've got nothing better to do. Let's go balls deep. Welcome to another episode of the Balls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. FBIBasketball.com is the website. At AdamKing91 on Twitter is where you will find me, uh, as I said, doing an early mock draft. Um, Probably the first one for a lot of people in here. I've got a few analysts joining me in the draft room and I have Mitch Casey from Ball Boys Fantasy joining me on the show. I will bring him Right in. Mitchell, good morning. How are you? I'm great, mate. I'm very, very good. Very excited. This is, uh, I think you said off top here, this is my first mock draft officially of the uh, preseason. Um, so keen to get stuck into it and see how the landscape is looking. Yeah, so the draft is actually due to start in, uh, what, three seconds, eight seconds. Um, I'm not sure if we've got everyone in. I think most people are in, but I might, I'll just pause it quickly as it starts. There we go. Starting, starting, thinking, trying to start. (laughs) Too much, too much. There we go. Okay. Okay. So I will just pause the draft. Excellent. I have let people know. Um, so, so this is your first draft. You're picking at the nine spot. Yeah. Any, any sort of uh, like, are you hoping for someone at that spot? Um, I think for for a lot of analysts, a lot of people, there's sort of a, a top six ish, yeah. and then and then a few guys that you could take. Have you got any specific targets? I really don't like the second half of the first round this year because both the first half, sorry, the second half of the first round and the first half of the second round, there's so many question marks in terms of older players, players who are in trade, rumours, and, you know, young players that you could reach and get early. It is really a tough spot to draft so far from what I can tell. Um, So I probably will be looking at one of those older players, you know, like your Durant, Steph Curry, Lillard. I don't know um, who falls there or there's an entry player like Davis who I expect might be around that spot. But we'll see. We'll see how we go. I don't know, maybe one of those top six, seven guys falls to me at this spot. I'm not optimistic at this stage. No, no. I think um, anyone that's doing a draft now has probably been following along with with what analysts have been doing. So we, we will see if the if the sort of the consensus top six are the ones that go off the board. Um, yeah, we still – doesn't look like everyone – anyway, I'm just going to start the draft um, because I have places to be, things to do. Let's go, people. Let we'll me... get it going bring us in here all right i will start the draft so it's 45 second picks just so you know so we're, we're i'm hoping to get through this in an hour um we'll see that's cool yeah we'll smash <laughs> it be wishful no. thinking but we should <laughs> uh all right so draft is live and noah rubin is on the clock and he took nicole Jokic. no surprise there uh We've got Dirty Mike taking Joel Embiid at two. That's a little higher than I've seen him going, but that's fine. I, I, I like him there. I, I don't know about you, but I, I actually think there's an argument for him to be at number one this year, um, Embiid. But there is a little bit of a risk with the MVP hangover, but um, uh, he was really close to Jokic last year. And James Harden, 
dramas. I don't know. There's just a bit of an X factor there, I think, with Embiid. Yeah, look, I think the the whole Harden thing probably that's going to sway me a little bit if Harden's not there. But I guess you could make a case for if Harden isn't there, is Embiid pushed too much? Like, do they yeah. push him and push him and he gets injured? I, I don't know. Um, so we've got Nectarios on the clock and he is oh, he he's... picked already. All right, well, he's going to... I don't know. We'll see. I'm not stopping we'll it. Yeah. If we were like, if we were three weeks from the start of the the draft, uh, the the season, I probably would. But hey, Lucas, a good pick there, by the way. I don't mind it. So no. it's not, not ruined the draft just yet. But um, yeah. What What are no, your thoughts on, on Jokic? Is he is he the slam dunk number one pick for you? Um, I think I saw in the I don't do too much schedule analysis, but I think in some leagues he might have a two game week in the championship round. Is that? Something that you okay. consider in the first round? Oh, uh, it's not usually because to me you've got to get there. Um, yeah. So I think he is probably consensus number one. Um, I could probably make a case for Embiid. Uh, it's and and again it depends on my issue with Jokic and I mean that's why I don't like the number one pick is because I I like punting a lot as most people know <laughs> yep. and so. For me, Jokic is a hard guy to punt around because he's yeah. just good at everything. Yeah. Um, so it's clear, kind of. Yeah. So it's like someone like a Luca, you know what you're punting. Um, someone like a Halliburton, you know what you're punting. So that's a reason I don't like number one. But again, having a player that's good at everything is not a bad thing. So yeah, um, 100%. Um, these top six that have just went, by the way, that would be yep. what I would consider the consensus top six. Is that the same you have? It is, yeah. Yep. So we had after Embiid, uh, we had Doncic, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton. So, yeah, they're the top six for me in in some kind of order. Um, yeah. Giannis has gone at seven. Uh, you're coming up here. So still what I'm hoping for... I'm hoping for Steph Curry to get to me here. Oh, and no, he doesn't. <laughs> it didn't happen. Okay. So Steph Curry was the guy I wanted just because I feel like of all those guys, he's the safest. Uh, in my queue, I've got Lillard, Davis, Kevin Durant, and LaMelo Ball sitting there. Um, oh, if I knew where Lillard was going, it would be a much easier pick and I would just take him here. And look, I might, I might even still do it. Um, you talk about punting. I think Damon Lillard in a head-to-head league, he, he just has such big strengths. He has such big strengths in points, threes, assists, free throw percentage. And, um, you know, you, you punt a blocks or a field goal percentage in that point. He, you know, based on last year's stats, he rises up to like the top two players. He surpasses Jokic in that kind of a build. So I'll go there. Um, even if he's traded to Miami, they're going to be super shallow. He's going to have to still get his shots up. So I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, but I don't think it's like the end of the world for a player like Lillard. No, I think he's fine there. I think even if he's moved, um, no one's going to bring him in and say, you're not our guy. Like he's going to come yeah. in. He's going to be he's going to be the option one or 1A one on offense. So he's sort of guaranteed 28 points plus. He's pretty efficient, hits threes, um, good assist numbers. So... I think he's pretty safe there. Um, Anthony Davis went off the board at 10, followed by LaMelo Ball and Kevin Durant. So that's our top 12. Uh, what are your thoughts on LaMelo this season? He's sort of – he's a bit up and down depending on who's drafting. So I've seen him go as high as seven or eight, and then I've seen him fall down into the second round. 
I, I don't I don't mind if if you want to take him as high as seven, that's as high as I could see the legitimate argument for him going that that high. I don't mind it at all. I think um, you know, he was kind of in this spot last year. Some people will be put off by, by the injuries, but I think it, it's hard to pr- like project that happening again with the type of injuries that he had. Um, he's still extremely young. He's still a great fancy player. So I don't mind it. There's a, this part of the first round is very mixed with a lot of old mm. injury prone players. And if you're wanting to avoid those guys in particular, I think Lamello's. Yeah, I think he's fine. So I don't, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. So it's coming back around to you uh, shortly. We had uh, Trey Young went. Uh, off the board at 13, followed by Devin Booker and Jaron Jackson off the board. So you're up now. Yeah. I wanted Trey Young to get to me, but did not happen. Um, so I'm looking at three guys here in Harden, Donovan Mitchell, and Anthony Edwards. Um, Geez, what am I going with here? How high do I want to push an ant up? James Harden yeah. would be my highest projected guy here, but I just don't love the situation. So I'm going to bypass both those guys and go a bit of a safer pick in Donovan Mitchell. He was kind of around this sort of spot last year anyway. And I think with the build that I'm looking like I'm going to go for, I'll, um, I'll scoop up a guy here who sort of fits Lillard as well. Like my projections have hardened the highest here, but I just, I have a real tough time drafting him when there's stuff going on at the moment. I, I have a, bit of a nervous moment thinking that he's going to be pretty sulky, especially at the start of the season. So, Yeah, it's going to be interesting, actually. I'm just watching, see how far he falls here. So I think sort of if, if all this stuff wasn't going on, he would have been drafted by now for sure. I think so, for sure. Um, yeah. But there he goes. At, so what pick is what pick is that? I don't even know what pick that was. That was 20, 20. Pick 20, yep. So Harden goes off the board at 20. And look, if nice he, in the second. I mean, if he plays 65 games, that's great value. Um, yeah. But we, we just don't know. Uh, so I'll, I'll just do a quick recap. You took Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Anthony Edwards went off the board next. Fred Van Fleet, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, DeMontis Sabonis. I just want to circle back around quickly to uh, Anthony Davis, who went at pick 10. We know what he can do per game, but injuries, he's Mr. Glass, all that sort of stuff. Do you think, is this the season when he sort of takes over the Lakers um, and and puts the team on his back and plays 65 games? Like, have you got any hope at all? I do have hope. I, 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 do, I do have hope. I think he, um, you know, he signed that extension, I believe, in this offseason, an extra couple of years. So, uh, I mean, you could read into that and say that that's, an optimistic and a positive sign that maybe at least the Lakers believe in him doing that. Um, you know, LeBron's obviously another year older. Um, I think there is obviously hope. And and when you're drafting in that spot and you've got players like Kevin Durant, I'm probably more confident in Anthony Davis, funnily enough, than I am in Kevin Durant, um, weirdly mm-hmm. enough, because I feel like Durant has more leeway to take those nights off um, than a Davis does just because of the way you know, the Suns team is constructed. But look, it, it is a risk. Um, but that's just my personal feeling and my gut feel. There's no real, I don't know, science or logic behind it. But Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I'm, I'm happy with taking Davis inside the first round this season. Um, yeah, I hope he can because, I mean, he's such a good player and we've seen what he can do. And LeBron's certainly, well, you would imagine he's going to be managed to some degree. Um, so it, they've... They've paid um, Anthony Davis big money, so they see him as the future. 
Uh, after Sabonis, we had McCall Bridges, Carl Anthony Towns, Lowry Markinen uh, to round out the second round. Coming back in the third, Darius Garland, Desmond Bain, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Victor Wembanyama goes in the third round at third round twenty nine. That actually feels about right um, in terms of where he's going in drafts. I still think it's too high. Come the end of the season, I don't think he'll be a top thirty player in totals at least. Um, yeah. But the, the tricky wanna... thing is, the tricky thing is with rookies is like you, you think about and you try to project their entire value, but they're always better at the end of the season during fantasy playoffs than they are at the start. So I think as long as you're drafting Victor, expecting that he's going to be poor at the start, but hopefully you're good enough to make playoffs, and by then he's putting up like this kind of value here. I think is is okay. So you're back on the clock uh, here. So I'll let you just work through your pick. Um, yeah, look, I, I, yes. I don't mind Wimanyama there. Um, and once you've made your pick, I've got a question about another guy who went a little bit earlier. Just to get your thoughts on him, and it will be interesting yeah. to see where Chet goes. So, are you looking here for? I mean, you've got two guards. Okay, you've oh, excellent. sorry, yeah, I've gone. No, <laughs> I've gone excellent. with Kate Cunningham there. Uh, pick thirty. What is that? Thirty-three. Uh, yeah, 33. So, look, I, I love Cade in this range. Um, what are your thoughts on him this season? Uh, I was big on him last year. I think that, obviously, the false start in terms of the hype being there last year, he got injured early on. Didn't really impress before the injury as well. But it was only, what was it, 11 games or something that he had? Mm. Um, so, it's not a real fair sample size to sort of um, give him last year's kind of um, – bad rap that he seems to be getting early in drafts season. So I think in a team where I'm looking to uh, punt the field goals, uh, a player like Cade is perfect for that build. He's a rebounding guard. So it's going to help me when I, you know, need to get some of those boards later. At least some of my guards can get some, some boards. So I think he could be in for a big season. Uh, So I just mentioned earlier, I want to chat about a guy, Carl Anthony Towns coming off uh, basically a, a wasted season with his with his injury. Um, still sort of getting used to Gobert and some new people there. Do you think this can be a bit of a bounce back year for him? Um, I don't know if I'd call it a bounce back. I think he can do better, but I don't expect him to be that first rounder that we've seen in years past. I think, I think this is clearly Anthony Edwards' team now. Um, I think that they'll be better in terms of just they'll work it out a bit more. But there were also stretches where there was can, uh, Towns and no go bear. How much can we project that to happen again this season? So I think he's fine in the second round. Um, around where he went is probably about where I would value him. But I don't think we can expect him to be the guy he was prior to go bear no. coming into this team. Yeah, I agree. I think that this sort of range, like back into the second, early third, is is fine. Um, uh, where did we get up to? So we got up to uh, Victor Wembanyama, who went uh, with the fifth pick of the third round. Then we had Paul George, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Miles Turner. You took Cade Cunningham, LeBron James, Chet Holmgren went at thirty five, uh, and De'Aaron Fox to round out the third round. Coming back around, Pascal Siakam. Um, only a couple to to your pick, but I mean you've oh, got three. Guy right there. Kawhi was your guy. I yeah, like Kawhi there. He was slipping, um, man. What what was that? Thirty eight for Kawhi. That's about um, where he's going. Um, people are so yeah. hesitant on drafting Kawhi, but I I'd be okay taking him in the third. I think um, probably yeah. not the second. 
Uh, but, yeah, he was in my queue. If Cade wasn't there, I was probably going to go with the Kawhi um, yeah. at that point because I had a couple of guys I considered safe before then. Um, but yeah, that's. So that you've got uh, so you've got Lillard, Mitchell, Cunningham. You're on the clock now. Um, I guess yes. it's, this is sort of where you could go. Okay, I'm punting blocks and I'm punting rebounds or something like yeah. that. Or do this you? Where I've got to make a decision in terms yeah. of how much do I, how much do I really value these rebounds? Do I want to be competitive in a category like that? And this is um, sort of the point of the draft for anyone that's sort of new to fantasy or considering punting. This is generally where you need to make this decision around the third, fourth round is because you've got your elite guys. They are obviously going to form. Oh, I don't know, like seventy percent of your stats. Uh, so you've gone with Shengun. So we're punting blocks. Yes, I'm going to be punting blocks. I'm probably yeah. going to be punting field goal percentage as well in turnovers, but I'll, I'll try and preserve some rebounding, I think. And I think Shengun's a guy that's going to give me some assists from my yeah. center position. Um, and I feel pretty safe with his minutes this year with a, with a decent head coach who's not going to start, um, you know, just some random other backup center in front of him. Yeah. So yeah. fingers crossed. It is probably a bit early for Shengun in terms of like overall ranking projection, but for what I need, um, mm. I, th- I think it suits my team pretty well. And this is another reason where punting can change strategies because it, it probably is too early holistically. He's probably like a, the 50th, 55th, something like that. But in a build like this where he suits what you need, he fills that centre spot. He'll get you some assists. He'll get a steal a game. Just he'll get his yep. hands in the way. Um, he, I think he'll probably hit close to a three a game as well. So he will get you some of those guard stats. Um, and as you said, you've got Cade Cunningham who will probably get seven rebounds a game. Um, so you, you have got some guards here who can get some rebounds as well. So uh, after yeah. Shingun was Claxton, OG Ananobi, Zion Williamson, DeJounte Murray, Walker Kessler and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, so this is interesting because I put out a tweet, a poll uh, earlier in the week, I think, who would you take first? And it was based on our ADP data at pick 50. Who would you take first, Claxton, Shengun, or Walker Kessler? Walker Kessler was the overwhelming number one. Yeah. Yet he's gone third out of <laughs> he's that gone bunch. After this one, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, interesting. As, as you can see, it does depend who you're drafting with. Um, Zion, what are you thinking this season? Is, is he ready? <sighs> Look. It's hard to tell. I've never been a big fan of Zion in terms of just from a fantasy basketball perspective. Um, like, I think his talent is incredible. I think he probably, it depends on the team that's drafting him. Um, I actually don't mind the team that he's gone to here. His free throw percentage is a big, big hurdle um, because he gets to the line so frequently. But in a team like this where he's got Paul George, Kyrie and Tyrese, his field goal percentage is actually extremely valuable there. So I think it's actually a good pick because... Um, you can actually use his field goal percentage, but in a lot of times when he goes in a punt free throw sense, his value is actually muted in my opinion um, because he doesn't really provide too many defensive stats. Um, doesn't you know shoot threes. He scores a lot, which is great. Um, on top of the injury risk, it, it's usually meant that I've I, ha- I don't think I've ever had Zion in my fantasy teams um, so far in his mm. career. So yeah, not really a change this year. I don't think. I had him in one team last year. And and look, I think, I mean, what pick was that uh, that he went at? Uh, where are we? 43. It's probably on the high end. I think I'd be more comfortable getting him in the fifth round. Um, but again, if, if you want him, you, you just grab him at this point. Um, so we have got two teams on auto pick, although 
having a look at the players they're picking, I don't think it's too bad. At uh, it looks it's like not, it's not. Um, I mean, the the queue in fan tracks now is a lot better than it was two weeks ago. Like they keep yep. updating it as the more drafts that are done. So, so the ADPs and where players are in their queue are, are somewhat sort of a good a good example of where players are actually going at the moment. Um, after Kessler, we had uh, Nikola Vucevic, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brunson, Evan Mobley, first pick of the fifth round, Jamal Murray, DeMar DeRozan, Jordan Poole, Zach Levine, Scotty Barnes, DeAndre Ayton, and Bradley Beal, and you are on the clock now. Oh, on the clock at 57. Um, now, what am I doing here? Okay, so I've got some good, strong points, free throws, threes. So I'm looking pretty good in those ones there. I probably want to continue to build up some assists because they're going to dry up later. So, and I'm going to keep my rebound strong. So again, I'm probably going to make, make another reach, but I've talked I about think guys I know who... who you're going with. I want to just see if it's who I think. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. But it's um, it's the Australian. It's it Josh is. Giddy here. Was well, yep. that the guy? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I just think yep. I feel like I've talked about this a few times. Unique stat sets. I think um, I value more so than the sum of their parts. And someone who, like Josh Giddy, who's a guard, who gives me great rebounds, um, great assist numbers, he can get me a steal per game. I think he's going to continue to improve as a three-point shooter as well. I don't care about his um, lack of blocks and turnovers and all that sort of stuff. So um, I think that he just makes the most sense in terms of you know that yeah. stat combination not being available later. Yeah, and I thought you could have. I thought some other guys you could have considered there were maybe like a Julius Randle because he he'll get threes, rebounds, some assists. Um, uh, and I didn't mind Brandon Ingram there as well. Um, watching the, I don't know how much of the Boomers you've watched so far with their warm up games heading into the yeah. World Cup, but watching that is bad for my health because all it does is make me want to pick Josh Giddy in like the third round because he's, he's been so the standout <laughs> player. Yeah, he's so he's... good. Yeah, he is. He's a special talent and he's still so young. I think he's he's only just turned 21 or, or something like that. And he's been in the yeah. NBA for two years as a starter. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I think he's a really talented player. Um, and I think people forget like how much he improved last year. If you look at his mm-hmm. field goal percentage, he went from like 41% to 49 um, in his second year in the NBA at age 20. So he, I think he's just actually starting to scratch the surface. So um, whilst it... Might be considered a reach from a nine category point of view. I think that there's definitely upside for what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think so. I mean, his points are always going to be a bit of a not an issue, but they're going to drag down his overall value a little bit just because he's not. I don't think he's ever going to be a like a 25 point scorer, or or maybe even not a 20. But I think he can get up close to 20. Um, yeah, seven seven and a half rebounds, a little bit a little bit Cade-ish, but without yep. the points. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, really handy. Um, after you took Giddy, we had Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Jarrett Allen, Julius Randle uh, went there. Um, one guy, well, you've got to think about your next pick, but I just wanted to get your thoughts well, now and I'll let you make your pick before we, we talk about him. But your thoughts on Jordan Poole this year heading to Washington. Um, he's going to take a ton of shots. I think we can be guaranteed of that. Uh, you are on the clock now. Just yes. talk through your pick. So I've decided between two players here, and I don't know if anyone's watching the stream live is in the thing, but I'm decided, deciding between Jalen Williams from OKC and Devin Vassell here, who's a bit of a my guy. Now, I've seen Vassell ranked way back, so I'm, I'm thinking he is more of a chance to get back to me. Probably optimistic. I need the steals at this stage, so I'm going to go with 
Jalen Williams here and mm-hmm. just cross my fingers that Vassell's there on the next pick. But um, yeah. I think in he... terms of pool, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, in, in terms of pool, I, I, I love him. I think he's going to be a great pick this year. The only sort of flag might be that Washington are going to be very bad. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of like shutdown risks and things like that, fake injuries at the end of the season, he could definitely be uh, a candidate there. But the biggest thing for him that makes him really enticing is the fact that he gets to the free throw line so much and he shoots it at nearly 90%, um, which is just an extremely hard thing to find outside of the first couple of rounds. So I, I, yeah. I see him as an easy top 50, probably a top 40 player this year. And if you're in a redraft league, it might even be that you draft him and trade him away in January or something like that. Um, he doesn't seem to be getting quite that like stink of you know um, shutdown risk like some of the OKC players have had in the last couple no. of years. Um, and I feel like he'll be he'll be out to prove a lot of people wrong um, yeah. after last season. Um, obviously, in fantasy, he was a bit he was overvalued and hyped and, and all that sort of thing, but. Just from a reality standpoint as well, I think he's going to want to almost stick it to Golden State and and sort of say, look what this, look what you let go. I could have been the future there, that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, you took Jalen Williams, Paolo Banquero went next, Franz Wagner, Mark Williams, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, CJ McCollum. Um, all feel about right for me. Mark Williams, we've we've had some debate on Twitter about Mark Williams and. Uh, Walker Kessler over the past few weeks with Alex Reclean and, and a few other people. Um, how high are you on Mark Williams this year? Um, I mean, again, I'm, I'm still getting into the groove of things, so I'm not exactly sure how high I am compared to consensus, but I, I'm happy to take him in the top 100. Where did he go? I think he went pretty early from what I would expect. 67. That's probably earlier than I would want to take him. Yeah. Um, but look... It could work out. I mean, these guys that get high field goal percentage, blocks, rebounds, the rankings love them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, look, in terms of from a pure nine cap point of view, it could work out. I'd probably want to get him a bit later than that, though. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll be – I think – I mean, there's a, quite a few players that are pretty similar in their stat set. Mark Williams, uh, Nick Claxton, Walker Kessler are three guys that I think are very similar. Um, yeah. And I – I think, I think of the three, Kessler has the highest block upside. So he'd yeah. probably like I think he could get two and a half blocks. Whereas I don't think I think Mark Williams could probably get one and a half, one point seven. Um, Claxton sort of two point three, two point two. So very similar uh, in terms of what they can do. Um, after McCollum, we had Kyle Kuzma, Derek White. Uh, then first pick of the seventh round, Jeremy Grant, Cam Johnson. Tyler Hero, Jakob Pertl, Trey Murphy, John Collins, and Tyus Jones coming up on your pick again. Give me Vassell. Come on. Here. Come on. And yeah, we. This we're is about the range Vassell goes. Are we about 80? Yeah, 79. Yeah. So this is about where, where he's going to go. I think this could be auto picks. Yeah, well, hopefully. Which will be. No. Oh, you had him in his queue. Damn it. Well, oh, Vassell, there we go. So. <sighs> I was really relying on that. Um, okay, got to recalibrate a bit here. I mean, Terry Rozier's at the top of the queue here. He was a guy that was going really high in drafts last year. Um, he could be a player that I look at, or do I look for a bigger guy? Okay. I'm just you looking know what? through the, the queue here to see. 
Yeah, I mean, you make your pick, but I'm just seeing who's who's available. I'm going to be just taking a boring pick, and I'll, I'll go Terry Rozier here. I think mm-hmm. that's decent enough value at 81. Um, I would have loved Vassell a little bit more, but I think for now, I'm looking pretty solid in my guard stats. I maybe want to start to fill out some of those big guys now. Probably also need some more steals, I think, with Mitchell... Williams kind of being my only sort of real big positive in those categories. So if I can look to get some rebounds and steals now is my main focus whilst keeping my free throw percentage high. I think that's sort of my, my goal here. Um, Yeah. And that's what I've pulled out. I was looking at your squad there and I was thinking rebounds would be, if you want to be competitive at the moment, you've got some guards that can get rebounds, but then really you've just got Shingun as a, as a big yeah. Um, I've, so got, tr- I've got some good players and targets to, to sort of focus mm. on later in the draft. I think there are some good good guys still around, but we'll see if I can nab a few of them here. Yeah, look, there's a couple of guys that I, if if I had you, I mean, I won't I won't say who they are, but a couple, <laughs> of, a couple of guys that I think would be reasonable targets in, what are we, we're 84, so it's going to be about 88 or something, 87 when it gets back to you. Um, yeah, I've got one guy in particular that I think, Think would fit your build, but I'll see if you go after him because I know you don't like him. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, okay. So, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so we had um, after you took Rosier, we had Miles Bridges, uh, Daniel Gafford, um, Jalen Green, Chris Paul. Gafford is another guy that fits that mold of the the Walker Kessler, Nick Claxton, yep, for sure. um, Mark Williams. He, he's sort of the fourth one there. Um, but he's the one that's falling the most, I think. Yeah, and, he, and this is interesting because I think like those typical standard big guys, like you can get a few of them quite late. I feel hmm. like which which to me makes the mark. Oh shit, that was one of my guys there. There's another one. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it makes those early round guys a little bit less enticing. Um, all right, you're up. All right. Um, I was hoping so Jalen Durham was going to be there for me. Here's a guy yeah. that I had in my queue. Um, and I was going to try and get this next guy on the way around, but I don't think there's anyone else obvious that I'll take instead. So I'll just I'll grab him here now. What are we at? 88. This might be considered high. I don't I don't actually know. I'm, I'm just going off my projections. I think he's going to do well for me me here. So I'm going to go with Zach Collins as um as my pick here. I think he fits what I'm looking for at this stage with some good assists from a center, and I think his percentages and uh, rebounds will be nice. Yeah, Collins was one of the guys. I had two guys in mind for you. The other one was Michael Porter Jr. Um, yeah, yeah, but he, he's not a favorite of yours. Oh, um, look, I don't dislike him. To, it was more to do with what his ADP was last. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, I think I've actually taken him in a few. Dyn- I think I took him in in our dynasty mock draft. Um, yeah, okay. More recently as well. So, um, I think yeah, he's definitely a guy at this spot that I could look at. I feel like I'm pretty strong in threes though. Yeah, um, Collins yep. probably gives me more assists. Um, do you think do you think he's going to be a starter in uh, San Antonio? Zach Collins, that is. I think so. I think that would make sense. Um, Johnson yeah. to the bench. Uh, that would make sense. I think Sohan might come off the bench, right? Um, but because they can use him as a bit of a, a sort of a facilitator as well, so he could run the second unit a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'd prefer Keldon off the bench, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. In saying that, they're not. If you're starting Zach Collins, uh, Trey Jones, um, and who's there? Uh, and Vassell. I mean, Vassell. 
there's no there's no volume scorers there. That's why I think they'll go with Kelvin Johnson because he's a 20, 22 point scorer. Um, yeah. Collins isn't a big scorer. Jones is not a big scorer. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, but no, look, Zach Collins there. I'm fine with that. Um, we had before you was Jalen Duran, Robert Williams. And following you, guy that I'm very high on this season, Markel Fultz, D'Angelo I've Russell. I've about him a fair bit, yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Simons, Jabari Smith, Draymond Green, Austin Reeves, Onyeka Kongwu. That's actually quite late for a Kongwu based I on what I've that, yeah. been seeing. Yeah, um, what did he go at? 96, and there goes Michael Porter. Um, a Kongwu. Well, some good what value you- with a lot of these big guys late in drafts, like Robert Williams, where he went, I think it was awesome value for looking for blocks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like a lot of this value on the big guys late. Uh, and and are you where are you on a Kongu? Because he's sort of this guy that we're just waiting to break out and start. But is that going to yeah. happen? No, I, I, don't know. I think it's going to require a trade. And I think, I, look, I thought it was going to happen last year. Um, didn't. So it, I, I do believe, just in terms of like an injury list management point of view, you are wasting a bit of talent when you've got like an Kongu there as a backup center um, in terms of just like distributing like your money, if you're a GM, that's probably not the ideal situation. Um, so I do think it makes sense for them to trade him at some point. If it's this year, I don't know. I don't think it'll be moved before the deadline, but at the deadline, it could happen. Yeah. There's the rumors of the Pascal Siakam trade. That's the one that was sort of is just bubbling away there that we that keeps popping its head up. But I, yeah. I don't know if that, eventuates. Um, but if Siakam was to come in and a Kongwu was to move into the starting centre role, I'd have a Kongwu top 50, I think. Um, but until we until we know what his role is, I think this is probably a little bit too low or it's, it's low compared to what I've seen. Um, but if you can get him, if you can get him here, that's great. Um, we had Michael Porter, as I said, Few centers going off the board here uh, in they this are round. Flying off. Yusuf Nurkic, um, uh, you're up. Um, I am. Scoot Henderson, Clint Capella, Wendell Carter, Jaden Ivey, Clay Thompson, Mitch Robinson, and you're on the board now at pick 105. So I've only drafted two centers so far. Um, look, my rebounds, I don't think are shocking, but they're not by any means a big strength of mine. Um, they're going to be harder to come by later, but I don't think I can walk away from this value here with a pick 105, Marcus Smart, who I think should be obviously starting with no Jarma in there for the first 25 games, but he should still be getting his big minutes at the two when he's back even, and he gets one and a half steals, um, which is another category that I am looking to shore up. So I feel like in terms of what I need, he ticks one of those boxes. Oh, I think that's awesome value there at 100. I mean, he was... I don't know what he was last season. I feel like yeah. he was around that range. Let me have a look. Marcus Smart last season. Because, well, I mean, whatever he was last season, you've got to probably add two to three rounds of value for this season. So he was 111th last season. Yep. So that's about where you got him. Um, I know who I'd be taking if I was you with my next pick, but let's see if... If we're see if I'm smart enough to think the same thing, huh? Well, maybe you're smarter than me. <laughs> you could spot someone, uh, someone else. So we had you took Marcus Smart, Buddy Heald, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, and we're now on pick twelve of the ninth round. Um, yeah, I mean you filled your roster pretty well in terms of positional allocation. You've you filled all your starting spots. Now we're into the bench. 
this is where you want to maybe start looking at a bit of upside, um, some young guys or or more specialists. Uh, yep. Jonas Van Tunis went at what's that? 108 with did I do 14 rounds? I think I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your favourite, Tobias Harris, goes off. The oh, board. what guy? <laughs> Although I actually like him a little bit better this year with all this James Harden, um, yeah. you know, talk and things like that. That was always my biggest thing with him. And uh, look, I got proven a little bit wrong last year. Although he had a, for him, yeah, a crazy a high steal rate yeah. to start at the start of the year. Yeah. And in the second half, he definitely did more of what I expected. Um, but this year, maybe it'd be a little bit better. A little bit better. Every every time he had a game with three or four steals, I thought of you. Uh, <laughs> I was cursing it. I was like <laughs> making me look like a fool, Tobias. Like, where is this? Um, Keegan Murray, uh, you are coming up. Keegan Murray goes to Styles of Beyond uh, with the yeah. second pick of the tenth round. The guy I was thinking is still there for you. Gary Trent went next. Um, let's okay. see. Is it the guy I'm thinking about? Because I keep I keep wanting to draft a big, but I keep thinking that there's just great value here with guys who are not big. So I'm going to keep going that way, um, and I'm going to get D'Anthony Melton, who okay at 112. Like last year, he was you know what was he last year? 75th per games in in 28 yeah. minutes. James Harden might be out of town. Uh, gets me the steals that I'm after. Just a, a great player. Um, yeah, I just think that at 100 and whatever, 112, I've already got 40 spots of value if nothing changes and a whole lot can change. So I just, yeah, yeah I feel like that's too much value that I can't pass up. But was it the guy? You, was, it doesn't sound like it was the guy you were thinking of. It, is, it isn't, uh, but but he's a fine pick there and, and he's not unlike. So I, I was looking at maybe a Josh Hart just because he'll get uh, okay. rebounds from the guard spot. From the guard, yeah. Tari Eason was another guy there um, that I didn't mind. Um, Ooh, Paul Reed. Someone That's I've got in mind for your team, and he's not the best fit, although I don't know, he'll help in a way. It'll be, be interesting to see if you take him. Um, he's someone that I'm pretty high on, I think, this season compared to a lot of people, but we'll see. He may not, yeah. even, go, he may not even be drafted. Uh, I think uh, I know it's the guy you're talking about, and, <laughs> and I've just put him on my queue, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how far he can fall um, if it's the guy that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Here. But... Um, we are getting to the point now where what have we got? Four spots left. Is that correct? Uh, uh, yes. So yeah, four, four spots left. left. Okay. So I probably yeah. want one more real solid pick, and then I'll start to get into some real flyers here. I probably need to still shore up some rebounds, which is going to be yet more difficult to go. But yeah. So we've. Uh, I'll just uh, keep the picks going. We had after. So Gary Trent was before you. Uh, you took Melton, Tari Eason, Bruce Brown. Paul Reed, Trey Jones, Shaden Sharp, Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart, Jaden McDaniels. Nice for Jaden McDaniels there, I think. Um, I think he's solid around what's that one one twenty. One twenty. I think that's fine. It's, I think um, that's definitely fine. A little bit he's, um, he he's someone that definitely I think it's a bit tougher in a head to head league. His strengths are no, not as mm. obvious as maybe some other guys. So he's kind of just good across the board. Um which is maybe sometimes a detriment in a head-to-head league when you're trying to yeah. sort of really get specialists and upside picks at this point. But I, I really like him as a player. Yeah, really like him as a player. Uh, so we're into the 11th round now. Boyan Bogdanovich went off the off the board. Oh, no, there goes the guy that I was thinking. That was, okay, Simmons. yeah, we were on the same page there. I was thinking it was Ben Simmons. I, I had him into my queue. The rebounds and the steals and assists would have been nice. The free throws yeah. I probably could have taken. 
That's um, what I thought. You're, you're pretty strong in free throws. You don't really need threes. So, mm. and, and he's not a high, well, usually he's not a high volume free throw guy. He, he's not good, but he's, he's not a Giannis. He's not going to tank your free throws. Um, what do you, what do you he, expect from, from Ben Simmons this year? As, as, a, as an Australian, obviously we're both Aussies <laughs> here, a little bit of bias. Like what, what are we expecting from Ben Simmons this year? Uh, well, look, I listened into, uh, I think Josh Lloyd did a podcast on the Sixers and potential starters. And, and the what the, sort of what I took away from listening to that was that Simmons is going to start or they, they want Simmons to start at point guard. Mm. Um, I th- look, I think if he plays, if he starts, if he's healthy-ish and he plays 28, 30 minutes, uh, he might be able to get up to sort of 11, 12 points, but it's obviously the the seven rebounds, seven assists, one and a half steals is where you're going to get the value. So it's all about health for me. Um, I mean, we all, we see all these workout videos of him hitting pull-up jump shots and fadeaways and all sorts of things, but we see that every year. So I wouldn't buy too yeah. much into that um, while you're on the clock here. Um yep. So look, I'm I'm hoping for a top 100 season. So I'm okay taking him here, pick 120, 130, 140. Um, because if he if he doesn't work out, you drop him and you pick someone. Yeah, else. I think that's the thing, right? You want to draft him at a position where if it doesn't work out, you can feel yeah. not too bad about dropping him. But I do think there's good upside there. Um, so we had yeah, Ben Simmons, PJ Washington. Interesting, he's not even on a team yet. But um, yeah. Gordon Haywood, Kelvin Johnson, Obi Toppin. Kevin Huerta, Aaron Gordon, you took Detroit Thompson, Asar yeah, Thompson. Asar um, Thompson, yes. Brandon Miller and Jordan Clarkson. Um, Asar Thompson, what you, I mean, I think of the two Thompsons, he's the one that's going to get minutes this season. Yeah, that's that's my thinking here. I could easily end if he's there. I might even take his brother on the next yeah. pick here. But um, I just think that in terms of path to minutes, in Detroit, I think he's maybe got it a little bit easier compared to a Houston. Um, I think in terms of what he brings, he just fits nicely in that team. I was a, I was a big fan of him. I had him third in yeah. the draft um, ahead of his brother, fourth in fantasy, just because I think uh, a men's field goal percentage will be a bit better. But yeah, I just think there's great upside here. He doesn't need too many minutes, I don't think, to at least be... He, he's kind of like that Tari Eason of... Mm-hmm. Um, of last year for this year, but he's probably got a, a better pathway to to start his minutes. And there goes a men Thompson. So you're not getting yeah. him. So no, I'm not had, getting him. Um, Jordan Clarkson, as I said, Mike Connolly to finish off the uh, 11th round into the 12th round. A men Thompson, Patrick Williams coming back to you. Um, probably some rebounds. I think you mentioned earlier. Yeah. That's probably I'm, what I'm almost, I'm almost staring down the path of giving up on some rebounds at this stage. Um, mm. Which yeah, makes I mean, my Shangoon pick feel a bit, bit shit. But there's rebound like guys to... there, um, but do they yeah, give me much else? Yeah, that's um, um, yeah. I'm just that. scrolling through and having a look. Jeremy Sohan goes off oh, the board. On there, one thirty-five upside play. Um. Because the other thing I am just conscious of, although I've done pretty well in my last few picks with some steals, um, so I can maybe... Yeah, I think you're fine for steals. Um, you've got Melton, you've got Smart, uh, Rosier will probably get you one, Jalen Williams is good, um, Shingun will get one. Most of those guards will get you one. I mean, Donovan Mitchell was 1.4 or something last year, so... 
I'm panicking a little bit here. I'm just going to go with an upside pick. He was in my queue, yep. and I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson, who I'm a big fan of. I don't know if he's going to start, but he should be at least in line for an uptick in minutes. And yeah, I don't think he's... 136. Look, there's upside there. Yeah, I, I don't think he starts, um, but I really like him this season. Uh, I think he probably should start, but I don't think he will. But I mm. think he's probably the first forward off the bench, so I think he's probably... 24 minutes maybe, 25. Yeah. And, and look, if they figure out, hey, this guy's actually better than DeAndre Hunter or Sadiq Bay, yeah, maybe he starts. Um, the only okay. issue is I think that like they, they'll need the spacing out there with DeJounte and like Capella or Congo, whoever's there. So yeah. Johnson doesn't really provide that, which is probably limiting his pathway to bigger minutes. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, in terms of upside plays, he's probably one of the better guys I feel like is left on the board here. And he does uh, give me a little bit of a shot at rebounds. Yeah. And we had, uh, let's see, yeah. Okay. So we had uh, Benedict Matherin, uh, Sadiq Bay, Cole Anthony, Mo Wagner. Interesting. That's probably not, that's the auto draft team. That's probably not a great reflection. I don't think Mo Wagner should be drafted. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon, Russell Westbrook. Uh, and coming towards the end of the 12th round now. Um, yeah, I guess you sort of need to, to go here. Well, do I do I have to reach and, or not reach, but do I have to just target some rebound specialists here? Yeah. And, which you probably can. I mean, you're pretty good for assists, steals, threes, uh, points. You sort of loaded up on points early. Um, yeah, with the Donovan... Um, yeah. Although I missed some points with the Shangoon Giddy Jalen yeah. combo. So oh, look, I'm probably yeah. not going to get many points at this point, though. Yeah. Although they're all 15 point a game. Yeah. So the guys, like, they're not terrible. Um, yeah. In terms of points, guys coming back to you, I mean, there's, there's not a lot. There's guys like your Harrison Barnes, Tim Hardaway that are going to get you, I don't know, 16 points, but they get you literally nothing else. Yeah, agreed. What are, what are your thoughts on um, someone like a Kevin Porter Jr. this season? He's sitting at the top of the queue there. He's um, someone that I – look, if we were playing people who are a bit more casual, I, I would have expected maybe him to have gone by this point. Um, but, you know, we're getting close to pick 150 here still on the board. Is he is he someone you're interested in taking like a late-round flyer on? Yeah, look, I think he could. I mean, we don't know exactly what his role is going to be with the – I mean, Houston is so deep now. Yeah. Um, they're going to be but, such a frustrating team. Yeah, um, there he goes. Uh, there goes Kevin Porter. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to know. Um, I don't know. I'm just scrolling through here. I mean, Dennis Schroeder's there. He's not appealing at all. But if he starts and plays 30 minutes, he's probably going to be 13 and five, 13 and six. Um, Depends how deep you want to go and how much you want to reach. I'll go through the picks just quickly after Westbrook. We had Avica Zubats, Bobby Portis closed the 12th round. Herb Jones, Al Horford, Kevin Porter, Javon Carter, Kyle Anderson, Kavon Looney. Uh, and three picks until you're All on of those board. rebound specialists in Zubats, Kavon Looney, gone. A couple of guys I'm looking at. Um What's going on with Christian Wood? What what is happening with Christian Wood at this stage? Is he is he playing in the NBA? Is he is he playing in China? Like what's what's he doing? Where, where's he going to be? Uh, I think he ends up somewhere. I think he has to. I mean, he's too he's too talented. I mean, you forget what he doesn't do on the court. 
he can score. Um, he can, you know, he can't really protect the rim, but he's not terrible. Uh, there's actually a guy here that I I like who you could get if you could get him. At, what are we at? You'll be at one fifty three. Um, yeah, there's actually a guy here that I'm I'm somewhat high on. I know a few other analysts are reasonably high on him this season. Um, mm. We'll see. If he, we'll see if he goes. He's He's about 10th in the queue, <laughs> if you're looking at the same <laughs> queue as me. Uh, ninth, maybe. Um, yeah, look, it's I... It's not Bol Bol, is it? That's the guy's ninth in my queue. Uh, it is not Bol Bol, no. Uh, oh, I don't okay. even know what I've got it sorted by. What do I... Oh, no, I don't have it sorted. I've got it sorted by rebounds. Oh, okay. If I sort it by, um, AD... if I sort it by ADP, he's third. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. It is the guy that I was had at the top of my queue there is there's two guys here that i'm i'm looking at i think one is definitely probably a higher upside pick and one probably fits what i'm looking for more that is that denny avdia pick he probably yeah. provides more rebounds than this other guy but look i'm just going to take a swing more on some upside here and i just don't denny he has the opportunity in front of him but he's had opportunity in front of him before and i haven't really seen too much but i'm going to go mm-hmm. with jalen suggs at yep. this point, I just feel like 153. I know he, I don't think he'll start, but I think he'll be getting at least minutes in the mid 20s, maybe high 20s. Um, so I think that even if he's not starting, he can get some decent value. And if it doesn't work out, doesn't work out. But and then goes, uh, then he has a couple yeah, picks yeah. later. Yeah. But yeah, uh, th- those were definitely the two that I was tossing up at that point. Yeah, I think Suggs is fine there. I'm still. Still a bit bullish on Suggs. I like to think that he'll figure things out. Um, probably because I've got him in some dynasty leagues, so I need him to. But yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I don't think he starts. I think Gary Harris starts, but Gary Harris is not going to play starters minutes. He's only going to play 22, 23 minutes. So Suggs could play twenty eight minutes. Um, just needs to find his rhythm, find his shot. He's defensively, he's one one point three, one point four steals. Um, he can get you four or five assists. A uh, couple of threes. He just needs to start hitting those shots, and, and I think he'll be fine. Um, so we had, after Kevon Looney, we had RJ Barrett. Chris Dunn, interesting. Um, don't even know if he's going to play this season. Yeah. Should, but I, I don't. He's older than people think. He's like 30 he or is. something. So, yeah. Um, Jalen Suggs, uh, Jarris Walker, Denny Avdia, Keontae George. Oh, excuse me, Keontae George uh, to close out the 13th round. Now in the last round, we've got Santi Aldama, Quinton Grimes, uh, another guy who's actually really good value here, uh, and Jalen Williams, the centre from Oklahoma. And you are up with your last pick. Um, now, I can go two different ways here. I can just get a need. I don't really see some super high upside at this point. I feel as though I've got some good balance of free throw percentage at this point. So, look, I don't know if this is a dumb move, but I need a center. I need rebounds. So, I'm going to I'm going to take yeah, Steven Adams I knew, there. Um, I knew just, you were going with me. Just going to get some rebounds and and just see at least for the first couple of weeks how competitive I am in that category. It might be yeah. someone that I drop later because he's hurting my free throw percentage too much, but in the last round I've got nothing really to lose. Um, the other guy I was considering there was like a Taylor Hendricks from Utah. It's a bit yeah. more of an upside pick, but 
I just feel like he's not going to get much out of the gates and I'll probably lead to dropping him anyway if this was a competitive league. So, um, yeah, just get the guy who's going to produce in, in Adams, I think, at that point and see if the free throws are something I can absorb or it is something I cannot. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. I think um, he's if he's healthy, he's going to play because Memphis were, were crap without him, to be honest. Um, they yeah. need him out on the floor. Um Isaiah Stewart was another guy I thought sort of was a decent fit for you there. Um, That's not a bad shout. I probably should have thought of him. Um, but, again, look, he's probably not even going to be drafted. So you would just go, oh, I actually don't like my Adams pick. I'll <laughs> That's Isaiah right. Stewart. Yeah. Um, and, and like, honestly, the last three rounds of a draft, you're probably going to drop two of those players anyway. Yeah. Um, after a week or two. So uh, we had... Uh, after you took Adams, we had Naz Reed, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Dennis Schroeder, um, David Roddy, Rashawn Holmes, Xavier Tillman, Colin Sexton, and with the final pick, Noah Rubin is picking Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert. Yeah. So, Lethal shooter himself. All right. All right. So the draft is done. Um, so we might just go through – I'll quickly – Go might just go through round for round, talk about your team quickly. Probably want to wrap up in sort of five minutes or so. Yeah. Um, chat about your team and just a couple of other players that we didn't cover while we were drafting. Yeah, I mean, um, it's obviously very hard to cover all the players. Um, but I, I think at this point, at pick nine, Damian Lillard, look, the other couple of players I was deciding went sort of immediately after and Durant, Lamelo, and Anthony Davis. I feel like Lillard from uh, games played point of view, maybe outside of Lamelo is the safest. Um, probably has a higher per game upside than a Lamelo, so I've just gone him there, um, and that kind of shaped my draft moving forward. With Donovan Mitchell being the next pick, could have taken Anthony Edwards as maybe a bit more of a upsidey kind of a guy, but I feel like Donovan's just a bit more of a safe bet. And in the second round, I don't usually like to take a big swings. So I was very happy to get Cade in round three. Uh, I feel like I think I got him sort of mid thirties, and for my build, that's really really good. Um, any like players in that first three rounds that you were like surprised they went super late or, or super early more than you thought? Or uh, no, look, I mean we covered a few that I was interested in, but one we didn't really talk about, which is uh, will be interesting to see where he ends up going. Is Chet Holmgren this season? Um, he went. Yeah. At, what are we? Weren't, he went with the second last pick of the third round, so thirty-five. Yep. Um, which is probably about right. It's probably a fraction higher than I've seen him going, but I think he's going to be hyped a little bit to to be Agreed. in this range. Do you like? Are you more comfortable taking him than Wembenyama where he went? Um, look, I think if I if I have a look at my projections, they're actually really close to each other. The difference being that um, I think Chet's going to have a better field goal percentage, but not score as much. Um, I think he's maybe going to rebound a little bit better than a Victor because I think he's going to play more as a true center kind of position. But in terms of like how I project them out ranking wise, they're, they're pretty similar to me. Um, I think if you're punting a field goal percentage, maybe Victor's a bit more valuable in that situation. <sighs> Durability questions for both of them. So I think personally, both of them are going to go a little earlier than I want to get them. But if you can get them around the 40s, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I don't mind either of them here. I think for me, I'd probably lean Chet as a slightly safer option just because I think he plays more games. I think the the Thunder are going to be pushing for the playoffs this season. Agreed. The Spurs are probably not. 
So come March, April, well, hopefully not really playing in April, but even February, March, we saw what the Spurs did last season. They basically rotated players and went one game in, one game out. So if they're going to do that again, that's going to take some value away from Wembenyama. Um, end of the fourth round, uh, yeah, you got Shingun, which I don't yeah, know, look, you said you were back, maybe regretting that. Oh, uh, I, I think... Look, I, I was looking for a center, and I think in the build that I end up with, a center like Shangoon is actually more valuable than I think what his ranking might suggest mm-hmm. with his ability to give me some assists and some decent um, steals as well from a center position. So I actually, I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of like my goal for, for rebounds, I don't know how well I've actually achieved that. Look, it might it might come around. It's hard to sort of do it on the fly when you've got forty five second picks and you're making you're doing a podcast as well. But I think um, I'll, I'll at least see how my rebounds go, and then with that in mind, I might be able to make some changes because Giddy, the next pick, was also you know that rebounding kind of thing in mind as well, while still trying to get those those big assist numbers, um, which I was trying to do before the second half of the draft when that becomes harder to do. Yeah, uh, so I'm just uh, just doing the. It's going to think about loading. I'll do it in a minute anyway. We'll keep talking. I'm just no doing a little, yeah. little test. Um, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, I'm just having a look at when you do punt, like Shenkun's value, how if it changes, uh, true. that sort of thing. Um, those that. Yeah, not really. But no, like I said, I think he is a good fit there with his assists. and Yeah. And, um, so uh, oh, I, think, I think he's going to have some good good. Good games this year, and I think his minutes are fairly safe. After yeah. that, I've just picked up a, a few value picks, I think, in these next few rounds, like Jalen Williams, I think, in the sixth round. I, I was kind of expecting him to be a really hyped guy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this is where he's going, um, it's not as high as I expected it to be because of the finish that he had last year and those steals and efficiency that he does. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised to see him there. What a Devin Vassell got start from me. So, settled for Terry. Um Zach Collins, I wonder, do you think I could have waited another round for Zach Collins? Like, how high do you think he's going this year? Uh, yeah, look, I think I think there's a chance he comes back to you. Um, yeah. Just having a look at the other centres that sort of went off the board. Between Kongu. that pick, Kongu, Nurkic, Capella, Carter. Yeah, look, I mean, a few guys were obviously targeting some centres there, so maybe not. Um, but in saying that... With Collins you, ahead of all those guys. You then got Marcus Smart on the way back, who, yeah, who I don't I think, think would have like, uh, like I think he's a, a super value pick there. Agreed. I, I, yeah, I, I like the value in Smart and Melton there as sort of just to finish out my last sort of 10, 11 spots, and then I've started going upside after that with um, Asar, Jalen, Suggs, and then Stephen Adams is a, a rebound flyer at the end. So I, I feel like for a first go, I'm not too not too mad at it. Um, the interesting thing for this team would to be how competitive I am in those you know, rebound categories or whether it is really a true four-category punt in terms of the the classic punt big man stats. But, yep. um, yeah, I, I, not too mad for the for the first go. No, and this time of year, it's all about just having a look at where players are going, getting some data, um, saying, oh, I really like this guy, and he actually went a lot lower than I thought. One guy uh, I just want to touch on who's got a little bit of the um, – Oh, the Jalen Smith from last year, the guy who's hyped but could yes. fall in a heap, is his teammate, Obi Toppin. Um, he's been hyped a little bit. He's probably going to start in Indiana. He flashed some upside in New York during 
sort of limited minutes. Are you are you sort of in on him this season at all, or are you just going to leave him for someone else? I'm cautious with those kind of players being sucked in by Jalen um, Smith last year myself. I think he's probably got a little bit more proven ability to be effective than like a Jalen Smith who really had shown no proven um, ability to that point. Um, but I think the flashes that we saw in New York when he did perform well from a fantasy sense was when he was playing more center rather than power forward. So him playing next to a Miles Turner, it'll be interesting. I actually think the fit works really well, but you've also got a really good rookie that they've got high hopes in waiting the wings there as well. So I probably wouldn't want to be going any higher than sort of like, you know, the double digits. So he's definitely after pick 100 for me, Um, maybe closer to 110, 120. So that's, I mean, that's kind of about where he went. So I don't think it's terrible. I just question his overall fantasy game as well. Like he's not a shot blocker or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know if there's huge amounts of upside there. Um, guy that went in the ninth round there, we'll, we will wrap this up in, in a second. We're, we're bang on an hour. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, is he a guy that's being slept on a little bit for you? Because if you look at the Portland depth chart, they have no other centers. Um, that's true. So, that's so true. He's, I mean, they'll, they're going to have to go small um, with probably with um, Jeremy Grant at the center. But... I mean, injuries, we don't know how he's viewed in Portland, really. Um, but look, I mean, getting him here, what's what's this round pick 100, 95 yeah, or something? about that. Um, I think he's a value pick here. I mean, he's going to have to play if he's healthy. Look, if I can guarantee that he was going to be on the Portland Trailblazers for the entire season, then yeah, it's a, it's a value pick. I'm a little worried that at some point Portland just blows this up and he's obviously not a part of their future. Um, there's potential tanking stuff that goes down at the end of the season in that situation. I also just worry that he's a guy that I don't know. I mean, he's only 29. Sometimes feels like he's older than that, but I feel like he has just been kind of slowly trending backwards the last couple of years. Like he did play 29 minutes a night. Oh, sorry, yeah, 27 minutes a night last year. And, you know, he was 122nd ranked player. So I just don't know how much more he can really give and I, I don't feel like they're really featuring him or prioritizing him in any way so um, there's theoretical upside there how much is it going to actually be realized I'm not as excited about it um, personally I think he could um, I think he could regress somewhat quickly if he is mm-hmm. moved or something like that but at this point it's not the biggest risk to take yeah, I, I'm just – yeah, as you said, I don't know, and, and, I, and I alluded to it as well. I don't know how he's viewed in Portland, and I don't think he's he's seen as their centre of the future at all. So No, but you're right. They don't have any depth behind him. But Portland, I think I uh, was listening to Locked On this morning. I think they've only got 12 people on their roster yeah. at this stage. Yep. I don't think that their roster is complete by any stretch. And I think ideally Portland would be wanting to move him um, to someone younger or, or start a bit of a youth movement there um, mm. at some point this season. Whether or not that happens is is always hard to predict. Um, that's my only sort of yeah. flag and concern for him. And if Lillard goes, which, I mean, it's still we still think he's going to go, but we don't know when and where. But yeah. if he does, and, and this is a let's blow it up season, let's just see how these young guys are. Maybe Christian Wood. Maybe maybe they just sign someone like a Christian Wood and for not much yeah. and... And let him go. And so I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
But that will yeah. do it. Um, I've kept you long enough for a Sunday morning. Uh, that was let, fun. Good time. Let people know, uh, yeah, you've got some pods coming out. You're, you're starting to shift from sort of AFL mode into NBA mode <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so what yes. have you got coming up over the next yeah, month? Yeah, so we've, um, we've, we've well, we officially started our preseason uh, at the Ball Boys HQ. We've had a few videos come out. We're in the middle now of doing a bit of a, a punt series. I know you're a big punter, um, Adam. And um, we've just done our like how to punt video slash podcast, looking at it as a strategy in general. In the next week, we're going to be having some more specific guides on um, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, assists, and points punting. Um, and then after that, we're going to be start. Oh, I'm going to be starting up my sort of, you know, preseason uh, schedule of mock drafts, sleepers, busts, all that sort of good stuff. And um, later or early in September, I should be bringing back uh, the Ball Boys season guide, which this year will include my projections. Um, and then also that will include my nine category rankings, minus one rankings and fantasy points league projections as well, which I haven't done in the past. So getting a bit more yep. points league content out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are calling for that a little bit. Um, fantasy basketball is diversifying a little bit. So certainly sure. a lot more, a lot more focus. I mean, it's probably cause I'm in some leagues, but seems to be a lot more focused on dynasty this year than I've seen in the past. Well, ever since I've been playing, I think more and mm. more people are, sort of just dipping their toe in the water um, in Dynasty and, and joining a league. So that's – which I think has helped redraft because it's meant that content has come out earlier. Um, there's more available. There's more analysts doing it, that sort of thing. So it's been fun. Yeah. Um, so that, as I said, that will do it. You can follow uh, Mitch over on Twitter. What are you? At Ball Boys Fantasy. At, at Ball Boys Fantasy, yep. And yep. at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball on YouTube and podcasts. Oh, yeah, uh, if you, yeah, I mean, we couldn't cover all the players today, obviously, but if we did miss anyone or you've got any questions about what did you think of this guy at this pick, feel free to drop a comment in, in one of the tweets. I'll tweet out um, this episode shortly. Um, drop something in the comments, message Mitch, message me. Uh, we'll be more than happy to, to answer your questions. Um, that will do it. Uh, remember, check out all of our content as well over at fbibasketball.com. Uh, jump into our Discord server. Follow the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Love it if you would give us a thumbs up and subscribe. We're very slowly building our, our viewers, uh, which, which is nice heading into the season. Uh, and until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.